0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands.
1: Hello everyone and welcome along to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo with myself, Patrick Smith, after a very disappointing defeat for Liverpool who lose 1-0 away to Nottingham Forest. Former Red striker Taiwo Awoniyi broke the deadlock ten minutes into the second half as Liverpool failed to score against the side who are bottom of the Premier League table. It's another frustrating loss for the Reds, so stick around with us here on the pod for a big debrief of what went wrong today and the cracks that have been shown so far this season. To do that, I'm leaving you in the trusted hands of the Liverpool Echo's Paul Gorst, Jürgen Klopp's press conference and plenty of fan reaction.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool's good run of recent form is over after a 1-0 defeat here against Nottingham Forest at the City ground. Uh, the Reds wait for a Premier League win at this venue. Goes on. Uh, tyro Awani, uh, the former Liverpool striker, who spent six years around Anfield field without ever getting anywhere near the first team, really. It was his winner in the, uh, the second half that has um, given for us a massive three points uh, to be fair to Steve Cooper's side. They fought dug in and um, Harry Liverpool all game and it was difficult to know which team was the one who'd been recently promoted. In all honesty, Liverpool were really desperate at times, didn't really create too much. Yen um, Klopp made five changes in total and it was a disjointed team that never really looked like it was going to kind of kick into gear, Uh, the likes of uh, Harvey Elliott started. James Miller was back at right back. There was no Darwin Nunes, no Thiago Alcantara. He's missing with an ear infection. Uh, Andy Robertson did return, but as I say, generally struggled for any fluency throughout the game and ultimately paid the price for a deeply disappointing day at the office. Um, What would probably rankle further with Klopp was the fact that um, Chelsea faced Manchester United later today and uh, Newcastle host the Tottenham on Sunday, so uh, fixtures that really give them a chance to um, get right back into the shake-up towards the top end of the Premier League. Had they taken care of their own business this afternoon, that was something that they uh, have failed to do, and it's worrying now to look at where Liverpool go go from here. Um, obviously a massive, massive week in terms of the win against Manchester City and then the three points against West Ham on Wednesday, but um, this has kind of eroded the feel-good factor that was built up. By those victories um liverpool as i say if, if liverpool can kind of look at the mitigate, mitigating circumstances for the at manchester united and our arsenal in terms of uh, arsenal flying high and manchester united kind of resurgence under the eric ten hag they've got uh, very few excuses here for a the side they were rock bottom of the premier league uh, before kickoff and uh, a team who were still trying to integrate as many as 22 new summer signings so uh liverpool Really off colour. Um, Alison Becker was coming up towards the end of the game, um, looking to kind of create a repeat piece of his uh, heroics against West Brom um, 18 months or so ago, but uh, it wasn't to be. Um, Benjamin Dyke probably came closest. He probably should have scored actually uh, at either end of the half, um, of the first half and the second half. Dean Henderson making a really good save late on, um, but Forrest. But. Never put under too much pressure, it has to be said. A massively off colour performance from Jürgen Klopp's side. And uh, the questions are asked now where do Liverpool go from here? It's finished um, at the City Ground. Nottingham Forest one, Liverpool nil. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
2: Yeah, I think this this game was decided in six or seven. Situation: One was a set piece they used, and the other situation were the set pieces we didn't use. That it will be a a difficult game for us was clear. Situation away Nottingham, Nottingham not in a a great in a great situation, and um, super intense week for us. Two super intense games um, had to change late, Um, so it was clear that we have to uh, that we have to be ready to put a big fight. in, the boys did. Um, but how we cannot score from this LP, I have no idea. So um, that's it now, pretty much. Um, so the performance, I, I can explain the, the the result, not not really, to be honest. How,
3: how do you lift the players after that? How do you lift the players
2: after that? After that? It's not it's not necessary that I immediately lift players. We have to. We have to feel it as well. So um, it's not that the boys didn't want. I know that. I saw it. Fight was the spirit was there. Everything's fine. We we, we took the atmosphere. All these kind of things. But um, (laughs) who who can be blamed for not finishing the situations off? There are not not a lot of people out there. It's just us. So um, and that's why you have to feel it. It's a big 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 blow for us because we, we we came here and we wanted to get the three points and. When you look at the game back, you think, how could that not happen? But it happened, and um, that's it. Uh,
3: and just final one. For me, away from home, you've struggled with the league so bold. You cannot compare. Is it, is it, that's what I was going to ask. Is it just game by game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah.
2: cannot compare these games so that it's better for us to play at home. It was pretty much always the case. But I think um, uh, in normal circumstances, we, we, we should have won this game today, and then we talked differently. But we didn't. You're right. But I don't think that had anything to do with it, we played here away or whatever. It's just uh, um, the situation.
4: Were you concerned about how little the team created from open play? You mentioned the set pieces, that so was all your best chances came via that rather than
2: actually creating an open play. No, not really. So they defended pretty much with everybody they had and we had to play better. We actually first half the problem was all the chances they had or moments they had, we, we set them up by the wrong passes through the center. Makes no sense. They had nine players there. Um you cannot control the ball there, that's not possible. So that's when they had their their moments. Um, when we played around that formation, then it was immediately dangerous, and um, then we could have little underlaps on the wing, stuff like this. But two things not to forget: we never ever played before uh, in this formation, and the most the most difficult thing in football is to play against a deep defending side. It was always clear, and uh, we were obviously lacking up front a bit, runs in behind. We were lacking vision in the center. That's that's all true. I thought um, Curtis did really well, but is not used to the position, can play that definitely, but. It wasn't even in my thoughts to start. So that all happened last night. Um, But he did really well. But that we then did not create that much, I'm not concerned. I'm I'm not concerned about that. That I'm not surprised. So that's um, that's, things that can happen. But actually, set pieces count. So, when you score from them, they count and we had to be forced these set-pieces in moments when we created a situation where they had to defend us. With, believe me or not, with the way they defend set-pieces, they didn't want us to be in the area to get a free-kick or a corner, but in the end we couldn't use it and that's our fault and nobody else. That frustration
0: for you, must be the fact that goal was so avoidable as well. If you, if you yeah, the earlier situation that,
2: yeah definitely. Yeah, clear. Part of the
4: reason for the set-pieces not going in is their goalkeeper?
2: Saves were. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, two incredible saves. I think the rest were the, the others were the better chances when we just missed the goal. Um, I think in the first half thought he's offside, which he wasn't. Um, want my yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they there, Yeah. There is no there's no real reason for it. It's just um in that moment and these these boys how often did Bobby Firmino score from in these moments? How often did Virgil Van Dijk put these balls just in the back of the net? So there's no real explanation for it. It's just it was intense, huh? Six days, three games, um and and um limited squad. you cannot exactly do a a massive change in the center of the park, but all creates a bit of a Uncertainty. I understand that, but I didn't see that with the boys. They really wanted. It. I, I really thought we made a real fight of it, um, and that's uh, the thing we had to do today. We cannot come here now just and expect to to create 20 chances against Nottingham the way they defended. I don't think it's possible. Um, but uh, we had seven, eight, nine, um, mostly from set pieces. But um, the biggest chance second half was probably Trent's header. It was open play when we were again completely free. So it's now not that they defended. World class, and we couldn't get through. There were our moments, but we didn't use them. And I that? just us to blame for. You
0: got Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain back
2: on the pitch. Would you expect some more bodies back from midweek as well? So I said, Thiago I got this last night about ear infection, and um, was no chance for him um, to do anything. Actually, we brought we, 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 we drove him home. Um Darwin should be back. This game was just too early. Um I think another day recovery would have helped him, but we played today. Um at least that's my knowledge in a moment. Um uh, Ibu will train from Monday on, tomorrow on actually, and um Nabi as well, but Nabi is far off so he needs you now he starts training now actually after a long period.
3: Sorry, did you say on TV that the decision about Tiago was taken at 5.15 in the morning? Yeah. Can you explain that? Because it seems a strange time to...
2: You wake up yourself. in the night and you have a problem.
4: He woke up in the
0: night. Yeah, and late, well, a
2: bit he later. You had to An hour later, but the decision was in the moment he woke up and had the pain and then the doctor went there and then they tried everything. Went to the hospital, stuff like this. Didn't work out and then, yeah. That's he it.
3: Went, he went had to go, it was that about pain for being he had to go to the hospital.
2: Yeah. And then
0: you drove him
2: back to Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Thank you. Thank, you have you right there.
2: Thank you. See you.
0: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Hello, Alex Watts. Uh it was a nice week we had there of optimism, wasn't it? Um, oh, this is a bit of a crash back down to earth today, not the result we expected. An embarrassing result in many ways against the team at the bottom of the table. Yes, Forrest are a team who've improved in the last couple of weeks as all their new players get more used to playing together. But you'd still have expected this to be a comfortable result for us today. Um, the changes because of injuries obviously didn't help matters for Liverpool. Five changes, I think it was today. Darwin Nunes... Not even in the squad because of a minor injury picked up midweek. Obviously not the news we wanted, especially after the Jota news this week. And the number of players out at the moment is a worrying one. Um, Tiago aside, given that his was a near infection. So we should see him back again for the next game, you would think. But from the injuries point of view, that's kind of indicative of this bottleneck season to make room for a Winter World Cup that shouldn't be happening, (laughs) let's be honest. But there was, you know, a big worry on top of that as well when Salah went down with what looked like a muscle injury. So, you know, rotation is going to be needed to accommodate the number of fixtures that are piling up. But we have issues with that at the moment, with the midfield, especially because of... Uh, Especially if Thiago doesn't play because Fabinho is not the reliable presence he once was in the centre of the park to actually steady us. But even with all that said, and you know, it was a disjointed performance from us for large parts of the game today due to probably some of these players not having played a huge amount of football together. You know, with the likes of Jones, Carvalho, people like that coming in, but. Even with all that said, I was still hoping for a nice professional 1-0 again. Um, that the last couple of games have been the start of us bringing back the clean sheets, the great defensive solidity that was our platform for our most successful seasons in recent times. But sadly, we just reverted to being a bit flat, a bit sloppy um, in defending, and quite laboured in the performance, to be honest. Conceded first again, you know. Uh, this time against a team at the bottom of the table, like we said. And, of course, had to be a former player who was on the Liverpool books who scored it for the narrative, obviously. But, to be honest, we were lucky not to go 2-0 down um, soon after that, which they had that, you know, that counter from our corner and it was a fantastic block from Milner. But we shouldn't be relying on that sort of defending. And the thing is, we had... Big chances today as well to get goals. Van Dyke had a couple. Salah had a couple. Trent had a great one towards the end of the match. You know, the amount of corners we had today that we didn't do anything from, we didn't convert, was so frustrating. And the big chance was that Van Dyke one late on. Dean Henderson, I know, is on some run of form at the moment, and it's definitely not come at a good time for us. It's not come at a good time for Brighton <laughs> earlier in the week either. But even then, if Van Dijk had scored that, it would have only salvaged us a point which just isn't good enough against the 20th place team in the Premier League. And yes, again, they played well today, but we need to be dealing with that and seeing these games out at 1-0 or 2-0 like we would have done in recent seasons. And it's frustrating, obviously, that you see us raise our level so much against Man City. And then we revert to this kind of sloppiness and flatness today against a weaker team than City, of course. And yes, like I said, I thought Forest set up really well today. They did make themselves hard to play against. They did make themselves hard to break down. They were dangerous on the counter-attack. But even with the team we had out with the changes, we should be able to break that down. And this has been one of my big concerns this season, one of a few, but that against these teams lower down the table, who are inevitably going to settle to defend deep, frustrate us, then hit us on the break, we don't seem to have the answers that we would have had in previous seasons. It's all quite predictable. And we've got, what, three league games, two Champions League games left now before the World Cup to try and figure out some interim solutions, really, and get more creative in breaking these teams down. We've got Ajax midweek, we need to see that spark back. Hopefully, it's it's just too up and down this season, isn't it? You know, we've been spoiled in recent years by this team, really, and want to see the creativity back, see Klopp's mentality monsters back, please. Um, so fingers crossed. Cheers up the Reds,
3: Mike Holt with my review on Nottingham Forest one Liverpool nil, pathetic, uh, agile frail, um, all these sort of adjectives that we said um, in games a couple of weeks ago, before the City game, before the Rangers game, it's just on repeat again, isn't it? Um, I honestly don't know where we stand with this Liverpool team at the moment. You know, I know people are saying they've we've got injuries. We do, but we're going to have them for a while, so you can't be using that excuse every week. Um, I'm furious at the end of that, to be quite honest. I think uh, I, that's probably got to be the worst, not just result, but performance of the season so far. Between that and the Napoli one, but Napoli are a Champions League outfit. This is a team bottom of the Premier League. You know, I, I seriously think some of those senior players need to be questioned about their attitude after that. Because that was absolutely abysmal. Mainly, Robertson, Fabino, Joe Gomez, oh my life. How can you go from being, you know, arguably man of the match against City, being outstanding, you know, less than a week ago to that. He just looks frail and afraid. And uh, I don't understand it. There's got to be something more to to, to this. I don't know. I know second half against West Ham, we we weren't the better team. But come on now, you know, Forest didn't even have that many chances, truth be told. They had the chance they scored from. They got quite lucky because they hit the post. They had a chance right at the end there where they hit the post, obviously, Allison was out of his goal. And I think they had one more chance maybe in the first half, or second half. Yeah, second half where Alisson saves it. Apart from that, they didn't have anything. But to be fair, their chances that they had, you could argue, were more clear cut than us, because the only real ones that we created were Van Dyke headers or Van Dyke misses. You know, they're all from set pieces. You know, we didn't cl- create any clear opportunities of scoring. You know, I don't understand. In that first half, we were just trying to walk it into the goal. Someone have a go at the edge of the box. Someone just take a punt. It's unbelievable. I, I, I can't, I can't fathom it. Um. Obviously, it was it's a bit of a sucker punch to lose Tiago and Nunes going into this, but this goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago when I made a recording that you know. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and blame FSG for us losing to Forest because it's not necessarily the whole problem. But we, the lack of depth in this squad is shocking. It's abysmal, and the players we had last year that would come off the bench and make a little bit of a just an, a difference, like they did in the cups, you were your Minaminos, We just haven't got any depth in the squad. People to come off the bench. We're asking Alex Oxley, Chamberlain to come off the bench and do something. He's. He, what's he going to do? Nothing. It's it's embarrassing, but like I say some of the performances from the starting eleven. You anyway, know, let's go through it. Alisson, outstanding. I mean, there's only three players in that pitch and that starting eleven. They can say they put a shift in today, and that was Alisson Becker, James Milner, and Harvey Elliott. For the rest, were absolutely pathetic. Uh, like I say, Milner at right back, I thought he was solid. I think he looked knackered at the end there. He had to come off, and obviously Trent to come on and 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 find us a way of breaking the deadlock. Um, Centre-back partnership, Gomez and Van Dijk, was horrific. Um, Like a comedy sketch, Gomez didn't know his arse from his elbow. He was all over the chippy. He he, he didn't have a clue what was going on. Again, not the first time we've seen that, but I thought after the City game we see a different Joe Gomez now. Van Dijk, I'm not going to blame him for the chances that he missed because that's not what he's in there in the team to do but i think defensively he looked a little bit inept at some points today. Robertson was horrific. Um he was anonymous. You know there was parts of that game where i didn't even realize he was playing. And that that and on that statement he should be embarrassed about that because he was just wasn't even he, he wasn't there was he really. What did he do? Nothing. Um midfield for the one player i probably loved the most in this liverpool team. Again, people just bypassed him. He's he not making any proper challenges, not trying to thread balls through to break the lines, you know, non-existent. Harvey Elliott I thought was good. He can't stop his work rate. Right? He's always trying to find ways through. He didn't have any runners, to be quite honest. Salah was going down the middle and he was isolated, um, so I felt sorry for Harvey Elliott. Carvalho wasn't at his best today. I think he got bullied off the, you know, off the ball a few times. Um, Curtis Jones, I don't know what Curtis Jones offers us anymore. I think he's had, I know he should come back from injury, but I've seen enough of Curtis Jones now to think, what are you going to bring to this Liverpool team? I think he is a good player, but I don't think he's a Jurgen Klopp player. I don't know what he offers us. Salah, like I said, he had a chance at the end there as well. He might have levelled it. For me, no. mm, Six, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten would be generous, wouldn't it? I don't. I don't know. It's really. It's really worrying that performance. Um, I. I just don't know where we go from this now. Um, I, I, this would have been a really good result to just say right. There's three games in the bounce that we've won there. Um, really hard fought, and it, it would feel like we're back. But now it feels like you know if we go and win again next week, in the league you know we're we going to lose again when are we going to get this run together it's not happening is it there needs to be some senior senior players in this in this dressing room that really need had some stern words with some of the players that need to get stuck in again fighting big tackles oh, it's just it's very really depressing i'll be interested to hear what jurgen has got to say at the end of that but with players seemingly not coming back from injury and we're losing them you know, by the game, it, it, it does feel really doom and gloom at the moment. Champions League midweek, you know, if we all we need is a draw there, really. If we, if we can't, if we end up losing that game and we end up having to play that Napoli home game, having to pick some points up from that, I'm worrying. I'm really, really worrying.
5: Absolutely dreadful display from Liverpool at the City Grounds. And one that's not really been uncommon this season, I think all the statistics tell you that Liverpool, with and without the ball, are a been table Premier League side, especially without the ball, in terms of the massive chances that they are given up per game. And when I say massive chances, I don't mean in terms of accumulatively. I mean when they come, Liverpool are so likely to concede chances which are going to lead to major problems for themselves and, and goals conceded. And even in general play, in terms of control of a game, the way the numbers weigh into one side or the other, Liverpool are just very average at this moment in time. They never look like they're going to be in a situation where they dominate a game to an extent where they can win a game comfortably. And the majority of the games are always in the balance, apart from obviously two major exclusions from that, which have been obviously Bournemouth and Rangers in the the Champions League. And it's really concerning because... Obviously it's a massive drop off for Liverpool and as I've mentioned before, one of the great things Liverpool have had over the last few years is being able to to have dominance over majority of the teams that they face, whether or whether whether they win the game or whether they on the rare occasions over the last few years have been unable to win the game, you normally know the flow of the game and the pitch tilt will be massively in Liverpool's favour, which is not the case anymore. And if you look at Nottingham Forest today, I mean weighing up the kind of opposition you'd up against. I mean, that was a very limited side at Premier League level. There's just no question about that. And so limited with the ball as well, which meant that Liverpool didn't have really much to fear if they were able to gain control of the game because there wasn't a great deal to be thinking about coming back at them at the other end in terms of quality. And yet, when you watch Liverpool, how often they ceded possession... When they were trying to build the game into dangerous areas of the field, were unable to retain possession, unable to make the right choices of pass, and then how easily they were then cut through by Nottingham Forest to enable Forest to get into really good areas. And if Forest would have had more quality in the final decision making in terms of just the individuals that they have on the field to play, they were situations that they could massively have hit Liverpool in, and the distances of Liverpool when the game was turned over again with Liverpool having so many players higher and then players in the midfield section of the pitch and also the defensive section then having to get in foot races with breaking players who were looking to exploit the space that Liverpool had left behind by obviously elevating so many players forward it was, it was again really alarming Um and I haven't mentioned them too much this season but Fabinho I mean it is a major I mean there's a lot of concerns for Liverpool at this moment in time but Fabino's performances he's never He's never been a, play- a player who's great at managing bigger distances because of obviously he lacks that athleticism to get around the pitch. Liverpool have been so organised in terms of the distance that it's always made that, meant that he's been a fantastic player for Liverpool because in smaller spaces and managing smaller spaces, there's been no one better. But at this moment in time, he, he absolutely looks like he's, he's running in quicksand. And that isn't even when Liverpool are disorganised, when the distances become bigger. Actually, just in free play, he just... He looks so cumbersome, so poor in possession as well compared to what we've been used to seeing him from seeing from him. And yeah, every time I seem to see a picture of Liverpool running back towards their own goal, it's almost as if he's towing a caravan trying to get back into position and yeah, a massive concern. And again, it's nothing like we haven't seen throughout the, the season really with the opposition being able to steal possession from Liverpool. Liverpool extracting too many players, too high, too early, and Liverpool then being massively hit, or could have been massively hit on multiple occasions through a game. And it played out exactly the same. So Liverpool didn't deserve anything from the game. As I say, the decision-making with the ball was so poor. Nottingham Forest obviously went in with a system to condense the middle of the pitch because they quite rightly identified that Liverpool were playing with so many central players in their side. And that isn't all of obviously Liverpool's doing in terms of the injuries. Obviously, Diogo Jota... Lewis Diaz are out at this moment in time. Mohamed Salah is then playing as the, the highest player on the on the field. So, Fabio Carvalho and Harvey Elliott play wide. And as I mentioned in the last podcast, the problem that that gives you is it gives you two wide players who want to come infield and it also gives you Roberto Firmino who wants to play infield and, come, and all three players wanting then to come towards the ball. And with Forrest leaving not a lot of space in behind for Mohamed Salah to, to try and exploit or stretch the pitch, then you have players who are not comfortable in 1v1 duels on the outside, and that's where the game was really for Liverpool, on the outside of the pitch today, because obviously with Forrest playing so narrow, what you would ideally want is when the ball is shifted, is players in them, wider areas who are capable to eliminate players 1v1. Obviously, Luis Diaz comes to comes to mind in that sense for Liverpool, who's Liverpool's best player in that capacity, but Liverpool didn't have that today. And unfortunately, it meant that the ball continuously shifted them back in field towards the bodies. And Liverpool never, for me, in free play, looked like scoring. Don't get me wrong, they created opportunities from set plays, but in free play, Liverpool could have been still playing tonight and they, they wouldn't have scored a goal. And like I say, when you haven't got them individuals capable of doing that in the wider areas, what you have to do more than anything is shift the ball as quickly as you possibly can, taking minimal touches. And trying to create overloads to enable you to, to get crosses in or double up on the opposition in them wider areas to be able to uh, to create moments inside the penalty area where players are, are free because of that overload. And Liverpool were never able to do that. They moved the balls far too slowly, were too passive in their approach with the ball. And that meant the... It become a problem altogether. I mean Harvey Elliott was Liverpool's best player I felt today, and he throughout the season I think he's he's a really promising player Elliott. I think the problem for him at this moment in time is he's playing a Liverpool side which is is a malfunction Liverpool side and possibly with not the moving targets to hit that they've had in previous years. And it's always difficult for younger players to come into sides which aren't fully functioning or play into the capacity. But I did believe he was the one player today who looked, again, like he had that ingenuity, that capability to play a pass, to be able to create an opportunity for Liverpool, as he did to Fabio Carvalho. But it is concerning, again, that such a young player in the infancy of his career is Liverpool's biggest chance creator, or looks the biggest threat for Liverpool to be able to create opportunities. And then, obviously, with Liverpool playing with two players who are inclined to play centrally in the wider areas. Liverpool then leave out Trent Alexander-Arnold, who has always been Liverpool's most progressive player in terms of moving the ball forwards, and in terms of picking passes, playing through the lines, playing through, over, all round, the opposition. And again, a really strange decision from me that he wasn't... Uh, Participating within the starting lineup, and again, it just sort of falls where we talk about the players underperforming the season. I never thought I'd say this, but actually, some of the decisions Jurgen Klopp's making at this moment in time, especially substitution wise and in some of the starting lineups, are leaving a lot to be desired in terms of allowing Liverpool to 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 gain the best outcome of the game, or even get gain the best outcome in in periods of the game. Really, so it's just a mess all around at this moment in time, and obviously, there's no. No players coming back anytime soon for Liverpool, so it is going to be this set of players who are going to be the ones tasked with getting Liverpool's results up until the Christmas period and it'll be really interesting to see if they're capable of doing that at this moment in time. I mean, just on the defensive side of things, Alisson fantastic again and where would Liverpool be without Alisson in the form that he's been... I mean, it's getting unarguable for me that he's most talented goalkeeper who's played in the Premier League. I think he, his over-performance last season in terms of the numbers were better than anything that, that had been seen accumulatively with, with the situations he was placed in and 1v1 scenarios. And again, just followed on, or it could have been bigger, bigger defeat for Liverpool today. And a worry for Joe Gomez as well today. I felt it was another backward step for him. And Normally I'd worry about, obviously, the long-term injury taking its toll on Gomez, but for me he still looks an excellent physical specimen, but my evaluation of him at this moment in time is he isn't sharp enough mentally and he's too passive when he's taking on responsibilities in the game on the defensive field or with the ball at this moment in time. He's always been a very good breaker of the lines with passes and he's always been a player who's got great recovery and the opposition have the ball to be able to place himself in good areas and, and manage bigger spaces. But yeah, it, it is a concern because I felt, obviously following on from the West Ham game in which he gave away a very poor penalty, I felt that was a really poor performance today. But I don't think it's, it's worth talking about individuals anymore. Um, it's certainly a collective problem for Liverpool. They're playing like a mid-table table side at this moment in time and the reality is the numbers suggest that as well. And unless something massively changes, that's probably where Liverpool are going to finish, unfortunately. And... Never thought I'd be saying that at this time. So big, big few weeks for Liverpool ahead going into the, the World Cup break.
4: Steve Dawson on Liverpool's uninspiring performance at Nottingham. Just seen Jurgen Klopp's post match interview, and he's talking about how difficult it is to have consistency when you can't put out a consistent team. And it's you know there's there's an element of truth there, isn't there? You don't want to you don't want to make excuses about injuries, but Liverpool have. For the second time in three seasons, had a, a an unreasonable amount of difficulty in getting fit players onto the field, and Nunez, we we all knew was a a slight problem, but I think probably the indications on balance were that he that he would probably make it. So that was a disappointment not to see him in the starting lineup, and then Tiago not being fit at all um, was a big disappointment. And you'd assume that Hendo would have made. Uh, would have taken his place on the field alongside Fabinho. It was a bit of a surprise to see Curtis Jones there. I always thought about Curtis Jones in a in a one as being most likely to be the wide player on the left in the four up top, not one of the two sixes. But I thought he did a, a reasonable job, uh, to be honest. Um, and it's good to see him back and um, and and showing fitness and well that's one player at least we can call upon uh who's who's had a a bit of a struggle on the sidelines and good to see alex oxley chamberlain back as well although i thought his his effect on the game was um close to zero in the time that he that he had on the field i think for a little while now his his head hasn't been in the right place and doesn't look to be enjoying his time at Liverpool anymore and this coming from a player who always seemed to be one of the guys who had more fun than anyone else you know he seemed to be to relish his chance to play for one of the best sides in the world and I think he he realizes now that that time is up and uh, you know he's I think his head's just not in the right place and I'm not sure that he'll see much time on the field now even though he is fit which is a bit of a shame but that's just one of the realities I think I think Liverpool had a very high line Uh, defensively we were well into their half when we were knocking the ball about laterally and Virgil van Dijk took some uh, advanced positions on the field and that you know really told us that Nottingham Forest were unlikely to, to be able to threaten us and that we would dominate. And, you know, we did in many regards. Seventy-five percent of possession, I think we had nine corners, I had a quick look at that after the game and everything about the statistics and the shape of the game suggests that Liverpool should have won, but you concede and then you don't finish, and you know, that's a big problem. What a lovely touch it was by Fabio Carvalho, that one that came over his shoulder and he took it down and just failed by The smallest of margins to put the ball between Henderson's legs. That would have been, you know, one of the goals of the season, but he he didn't score and therefore it cannot be. Um, Looking on the right side or continuing to look on the right side, I thought Elliot continues to exude comfort and confidence. You know, one of the the busier players, the higher energy players on the field for us today. In many ways, (laughs) he's probably the new Jack Grealish. He 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 uh won a lot of fouls for us and that could be a a good thing for us to focus on in, in time to come but you need a lot more than that on the field today joe gomez didn't look tidy in possession gave the ball away got the ball cut caught under his feet i think unnecessarily there was no danger when you know when he when he eventually gave away the foul that led to the free kick which produced the solitary goal of the game untidy from him and that's disappointing. Uh yeah, it, it is a real shame. Um I'm I'm a big fan of Joe Gomez, but he's got to get some consistency going because and he has to do it quickly because otherwise, you know, Matit will get fit, Conate will get fit, and he'll be relegated to fourth choice again. Which I think on balance is probably about fair at the moment. Uh, his defensive partner, Virgil van Dyke, could have scored a hat trick today. Did he make some strange decisions to play the ball across the face of the goal twice or did he just mistime his connection? Hard to tell. His eyes indicated to me that he was actually trying for the pass, but come on, Verge. Get your shots on goal. Get your headers on goal. You've done it before, you can you can do it again, and my goodness, we really we really needed those. One header he did get brought about a superb save from Henderson and that was <laughs> Not quite believe that he didn't get man of the match. I thought he was uh, very good in goal for them and that, that was a superb one-handed save. Um, it was on its way in and uh, despite the lack of possession and the lack of uh, chances from Nottingham Forest, hard to say that they didn't deserve the win. We looked pretty toothless really and uh, we continue to have problems to solve and quite evidently, we haven't turned the corner that we thought we had. At Galasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A H I.
0: You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.